Um, hi everyone. Uh, so welcome to the first podcast of, you know, 2020. Um, it's actually crazy that we've been trying to do a podcast this whole year. And then the first time we do it is on such a, such a sad note. So today we're dedicating the podcast to Kobe Bryant. Um, before we get into the show, like all the NBA teams have been doing and everyone else, I'm going to start off by, um, yeah, by just doing like eight seconds of silence in commemoration of Kobe. Yeah, so, so it's been a it's been a rough week, dog. Like I mean, I remember you and I have been trying to kind of like make time to get this podcast together and to you know find the time for us both. I mean, we're already almost at the end of Feb. Normally we we have a podcast out by this time, but for some reason, like getting together and making this podcast happen has been so crazy, and clearly, like all that stuff has been happening for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No, like it's it's an extremely somber note to sort of start the year off and kick off the podcast for 2020 with. But, um, yeah, just in addition to paying our respects to Kobe, I think we, we were talking about it earlier off, Mike. It's important to also give a shout-out to Gianna Bryant, to Peyton Chester, to Alyssa Altobelli, to Carrie Altobelli, to Christina Mauser, to John Altobelli, to Sarah Chester, and to the pilot, Araya Zobayan. Because I think the crazy thing about this whole incident for me is I think it's just highlighted how precious life is and the importance of family and I think that's yeah that's something that that's hard to kind of ignore with the fact of it just the way everything played out it's just been yeah it's been it's been an emotionally draining week yeah I think it's fair to it's, say yeah. it's it's actually yeah I mean I don't even know how to put it in words because it's been such a such a crazy experience um, yeah and I think the one thing I've realized is like I don't know what your process was when you found out, hmm. but everyone's pretty much been going through like the same three stages. So the first yeah. stage is, there's no way this is true. Second stage is go online and it's like, oh, no, this is coming from TMZ. It can't be yeah. true. And then it's like, geez. The realization hits, yeah. yeah. And even after that, probably there's a fourth step where you're like, nah, I still don't believe it. Like I still, still can't be true. Like Kobe can't be gone for real. Yeah, yeah. Like I still refuse to treat the... Those, those three letters with his name yeah so I'm still just like ah yeah like you, I'm yeah. you haven't done any of like the, the RIPs or no 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 yeah you've just been like I mean I wore his jersey during the week and yeah like I've given it thought but I won't like I don't wanna cause it, it feels like I don't wanna I don't want it to get to the point where like you kind of like accept it yeah I still wanna be able to celebrate him like he's still around yeah like I don't like, I know there's elements of closure that comes with that kind of thing. With me, I'm kind of just like, I want to hold on to that. Yeah, like, I just, like, I just kind of, kind of want to hold on to the, to the feeling. Because I think he wasn't, he was inspiring to, like, so many people. Mm. And I think what's crazy about it is that I think this week has shown how we sort of took him for granted. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just sort of kind of dealing with all those emotions and trying to understand those. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the crazy thing is, like, this whole situation came out of nowhere, you know, I mean, as, yeah. as death always does, it's like, you never see it coming and you never expect it. Um, and yeah, you're right, we took him for granted because I think no one expected him to be gone so soon, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think one of the, the common things I've seen online is people just talking about how they kind of see Kobe as in, invincible. Like, you don't see someone like Kobe or 
Shaq or LeBron or you know Messi, Ronaldo. You don't mm. see anything happening to those guys because you just think they like they've got superpowers because they do all these amazing things on the basketball court or on the football field or on the tennis court or wherever it is. Yeah. So I think that that's that's just like a, the the biggest shock for people is like and also it's so abrupt, right? Because sometimes you know. Um, and then the fact that Kobe passed away so young as well. Yeah. We didn't have a chance for him to... Because sometimes when people get old, you go through the process of like, okay, this guy's got cancer. It's coming. He's got, yeah. So you know you start preparing to say goodbye. Like for my, with Mandela, for instance, I mean, we had so many scares. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's going to pass away this time. We're gonna, you know, so we had, a, we had a chance to be like, okay, it's happening. So we could kind of like sort out our emotions and be ready for it. Yeah. Whereas with Kobe, it was just... It was like out of the blue. You know, it was just like... What the hell just happened? Um, someone was saying the last time something like this happened was Michael Jackson. Yeah. And before that, it was um, Princess Diana. Um, anyway, where were you when you when you found out the news? And how I was, I was chilling. I can't remember whether I was in my bedroom or whether I was on the couch. Mm. But I was chilling, just kind of scrolling through social media on a Sunday, just like whatever you know. It was after the Rock Nation brunch and all that stuff. So I was just going through the timeline. And then I saw someone tweet Kobe with just like a with just like a lot of exclamation marks, and I was like, "What did Kobe do?" Yeah. And then I and then like shortly after that, I saw like not Kobe. Mm. And then like immediately, I was kind of like, "Wait a minute, like what's going on?" Yeah. And then I saw the TMZ line, like like I basically saw it all all, all happening live on Twitter. Yeah. And then I saw the TMZ. I was just like, "Nah, this is nonsense." Yeah. So then I went to I went to Google and I just typed his name in. And it was crazy, like already within that moment, his Wikipedia had already said that he was sure, that yeah. he passed away. So like, yeah. so like that in itself was kind of just like whoa. But then like, I mean, I mean, like we say, we just we just assume that the internet's doing its prank stuff. Yeah. Because you're like, nah, like not Kobe. Because I think what makes it so hard to believe is just like that Mamba mentality. Mm. Like you feel like someone with that sort of mental fortitude, they're not gonna go out. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's gonna be something else. Yeah. And then yeah, I think. Then it was just sort of processing and just sort of following up and, and seeing. Because also the other thing that made it quite like a crap experience to kind of go through was there were so many like random facts coming out. Because there was a time when it was Rick Fox was with him or oh, this so person weird. was with him. Yeah, or, or yeah. All, the, all the like the speculation around, around who was with him. Yeah. And it was like, for me, it was like quite a dark day for journalism because people weren't doing their fact checking. And then um, I can't remember who, I can't remember which, which source finally, finally verified it for me. I think it was, yeah. For me, it was Wadge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was Wadge. Yeah, it was Wadge. Once Wadge confirmed it, and then I know the LA Times said that they're working to confirm it. And then yeah, once that came through, I was like, well. And then like a few, maybe like half an hour, forty-five minutes later, then then when I heard about Gianna, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that was like that just made it because I mean we were all just looking at that meme that was all over social media. Yeah. I mean like it was a beautiful moment that that they shared in that moment, and it was just like thinking about all of that. And just knowing the impact that he's had on the game. Yeah. Like, during his career in post, it was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. And where were you when you found out? So, I was, I was, um, oh, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who has watched. Have you seen Bad Boys for Life? Yeah, I've seen it, I've seen it. So, um, you know in Bad Boys, if you haven't seen Bad Boys for Life, there's, there's a spoiler alert coming. So, the crazy thing is that day I'd been with one of my homies from, like, way back. From, yeah. Like, Pretoria days. Uh, we were we just come back from watching Bad Boys for Life. I was chilling at home. I was just like I don't know if I was playing PlayStation or if I was like watching a movie. Um, and then I get a phone call from um, Zboom. Yeah, uh, Zboom Konazi. Um, 
and he's like, dude, Kobe. And I'm like, what about Kobe? You know, so I'm expecting me, I'm expecting him to tell me like, he's done know, something great. Something yeah. great, you know, or like, you know, how hexed he is that LeBron just passed his record or, mm. you know, something crazy like that. And then Zbou's like, yeah, homie. So, and Zbou's also dramatic. So I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. So Zbou's like, dude, um, Kobe's passed away. And I'm like, nah, dude, like you've got your, like someone, exactly. someone's messing with you. Yeah. And he's like, nah, homie. Like, and it's, it's funny that the first thing he said is like, check Twitter. And I was like, nah, so he's like, boy, like, Mm. It's it's real. So, um, firstly, I appreciate Boo for the call for being like, dog, are you cool? Like, do you know the situation? And then from there, I think the same thing that you went through. So I went online and Kobe's training, and you yeah. know, there's all these people saying, "Oh, not Kobe, can't be Kobe." And I'm like, "Who's the source?" That's the first thing that exactly. came to mind is who's the source of this information? And I saw like a lot of articles or the one post that the people were retweeting was a TMZ one. Yeah. So when I saw TMZ, I was like, okay, maybe there's, you know, there's like, you know, some sort of like mishap or misinformation. Mm. Um, but the one thing I knew is when I saw helicopter, my heart sunk a little bit. Oh yeah. Cause you know, that's, know how, it's, yeah. that's, that's how Kobe loved to travel. Yeah. So, um, and then when I saw TMZ, I was like, nah, it's, it's can't be true. And I saw a lot of like, a lot of like, other credited sources like the LA Times saying mm -hmm. we're going to check if this is true we're going to confirm if it actually is Kobe and then um, yeah I just started seeing like people who are kind of more credible um, saying it's it, Kobe was involved and then they're going to confirm who else was part of the incident <sighs> I just like I think at first like I was just I just sat there in silence and disbelief and it's like, there's no way it's like Kobe, you know, Kobe's yeah. gone, you know, it's just hard to believe. And then when LA Times, LA Times confirmed it and Watch confirmed it, I was like, nah, it's even there. Exactly. I, was, still just I like, was still like, nah, Watch has watch made, made a mistake. The LA mm. Times has made a mistake. And then it's like, yeah, Kobe was with his daughter. I was like, yo. Dude. Yo. Crushing. That's That's when like, you know, that's when that could hit me hard and I was like, we've just lost a legend, like way ahead of his time. And yeah. I think what, what was beautiful about what was happening now was how Kobe was kind of like introducing, you know, Gigi into the game. And exactly. Teaching her into the game. Uh, teaching her about the game, sorry. So, yeah. And then, I don't know if you've been following some of the stuff that's been happening. Um, oh, before you carry on, like just a big shout out to people like the LA Times and other news sources who actually took the time to kind of like get to the bottom of the whole scenario without actually just reporting the first thing that like the Rick Fox thing was so weird like Dude, how did Rick Fox even become a part of the conversation um, I mean you heard that um, you know the, the LA Sheriff Department was condoning uh, condemning sorry hmm. um, TMZ because like Kobe's family, family didn't noticed. know yeah. and Yo, imagine finding out that someone you love on Twitter and social media like that's just ridiculous through such a shitty platform like TMZ as well yeah like, yeah um, like I get wanting to break the news first but what do you get from it yeah you know what I mean like what do you get from it um, so yeah I don't know if, you, if you've been following like some of the tributes um, that stuff is what's broken me more than anything 
Yeah, I think the amount of lives he's touched. Yeah. Like, I think that's what... I mean, look, Kobe, we all know he's massive. Like, he's a huge superstar. Yeah. Like, I mean, what he meant to the game, he was, he was massive. He was massive. So there was no doubt about that. But I think when you look at it from the sense of... Um, even in South Africa, for example. Mm. I know basketball is not, isn't the biggest sport in this country. But people yeah. still know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you'd get... Excuse me. You'd get the odd troll on Twitter asking, like, oh, was he a rapper or whatever? But that's just trolls. Yeah. I don't buy that. Like, I'm not even trying to give... I've got... Exactly. I've, I've seen so many troll things happening over yeah. the past week. But I'm not even trying to give any, like... Yeah, any, any exactly. attention to, to trolls. Like, the whole point of, like, today is just to... Celebrate him, man. Celebrate him and just, like... Yeah. So, um... I remember in 2016. Yeah. It's actually way before, like, Beyond the Arc... Yeah, became a thing way before when we were uh, just basically shooting the breeze man yeah. yeah yeah and I think that that was probably one of my favorite conversations and luckily we, we actually decided to sit down and put it on you know to record it yeah uh, it was when we spoke about you know it was Mamba Day it was mm. Kobe's final day um, I think it was after the game against against the Jazz that we actually did the podcast yeah it was on the day I can't I can't remember I mean four years is a long time but it's I remember as even that day, like just Kobe retiring was yeah. was like hella emotional for us. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, remember we had to get like a bottle of whiskey and just be able to yeah, talk about. Yeah, had to pay respect to the man, dude. Yeah, dog, because it was such a such a touching day. Mm. And it was it was it was interesting, like some of the conversations we had, you know, from him being drafted in in nineteen ninety six to just kind of like watching his career unfold in front of our very eyes. That was quite a journey that he yeah. actually took us on. Yeah, no, there were so many there were so many highs like throughout his journey. I mean like I mean like I spoke about earlier, his mental fortitude and just his strength of character to overcome like early on in his career, I think it was against the Spurs or the Jazz where he missed like where he had like where he, where he had like three air balls when, when he was going for the game winning shot and that basically is what, what what got them knocked out. And then in the very next season he kinda of comes back and then he, and then he, and then so his ascendancy started to begin. Yeah. And then it's just like so so like going from stories like that to, I mean, we spoke about it just now. His last game scoring for sixty, yeah. um, him him scoring eighty one points against the Raptors. Yeah, like the like the list could go on and on and on and on and on. But there were just so many incredible moments in his career, and even in retirement, mm. I mean, he won an Oscar. Yeah, like he's just a comp- like he's accomplished so much, and he was and he was breaking in. Like I think for me, he was breaking into the content space, but he did it in a way that no one else was doing it. Of course, like he. Like again, he just brought that same level of intensity and that same level of professionalism with him mm. into that. Mm. So it's it just like it's just kind of sad because it feels like we're robbed of knowing what that next chapter was going to be. Yeah. Because it felt like his story was just going to get even greater. Yeah. Mm. Um, absolutely agree with you on that. Um, it's actually crazy that like that airball was against the Jazz. Yeah. And then, um, you know, his final game was, was against the Jazz. Jazz yep. I don't know if you saw the video, uh, but one of my favorite things, and it just shows like the, the amount of support hmm. or the amount of, um, you know, how much people looked up to Kobe was um, to get to 60 points, he had two free throws to make, right? Hmm. So every time he took a free throw, Gordon Hayward stepped into the, into the box. Yeah. Before Kobe shot a shot, so that if he missed, he can shoot it again. He could shoot. Oh, yeah. dog, I, was I like, saw that video as well. I was that's, like, that's like, you know, they went so on. I, I didn't yeah. have seen that video exactly. until now. And that level of respect, and for mm. Gordon Hayward not to make a big noise of it and everything yeah. is yeah. It's so insane. Oh, it's, um, it's beautiful, man. And then just the, 
like it's just crazy how how weird life is sometimes like mm. the fact that Kobe passed away a day after LeBron just broke his, his record or just passed him to go third on the all-time scoring mm. list um, and then you saw I can't remember exactly what LeBron typed or what he said but it was the fact that he broke his record in Philly and yeah. I think it was um, could be wrong but I think it was in Philly where Kobe gave LeBron his fist like his first period, yeah, yeah his his sneakers and what's crazy is like um in that also in that instance when they asked him how he felt about it and then he gave like he, he went on like a four minute sort of like i don't want to call it a rant but it was like four minutes of him just like appreciating kobe yeah like it was almost as if <laughs> he was eulogizing him in a yeah. way and that's yeah. what kind of makes it eerie and hindsight you're like yo it's like but like not in like a bad way because i don't think lebron or anyone could have imagined it going that way. Yeah. But it just shows like to revere someone that moment, like that much while he's still alive. Like that was like that was what's what was what was very touching. And also I think his relationship with so many players, like with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Like people tried to pit them against each other, but they were like the best of friends. And um, yeah, like just all the stories that, that have been coming out, I mean they're just far too numerous to mention. But he really like he touched so many people. Yeah. Mm. I mean I think I think for me one of the, the greatest things is looking at um, his relationship with the two guys who he's basically competing with to be the greatest of all time. Mm. The fact that he looked up to, to Jordan, modeled his game on Jordan, um, but still wanted to win more rings than Jordan. And yeah. even if he didn't accomplish that or not, he, he was still like, he still respected and looked up to, to Michael Jordan. Mm. And the fact that they became so close um, and how Michael used to mentor him. And, and then I love how he, after retirement, wasn't like, I'm done with the game and I'm not going to help anyone no mm. more. So, like, I love how close he was with LeBron. Sorry, before I move on to that point. Um, and how, how amazingly close he and LeBron became, mm. like, over the last five years or so. And people tried to, like, put them up against each other yeah. so much. I think one of the reasons LeBron got accepted so much in LA was when Kobe started coming to games and showing him love. Exactly. I think that helped the transition nicely. Definitely. Um, yeah, and I was just going to say, like, uh, the fact that you know he's mentored so many players right now, like mm. all the players who I think all the players broke down, but guys like Kyrie, guys like um, you know Kawhi, who like Kobe worked out with and helped up their game. Mm. Um, Trey Young as well. Trey Young. Trey Young. Young was like so distraught because mm, even Gianna said that that was his favorite, that that was her favorite player. So it's like yo. Yeah. 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 Um, and then just seeing like the two, probably the two best players in the world right now in um in LeBron and Giannis yeah just being like yeah I can't do this like I need dude yo that, I mean also like, like um like I mean blessings to the city of LA man they go through a lot when it comes to like losses yeah because I mean yeah like like to lose someone like Kobe I mean even the way in which they they describe the impact that he had on LA like he like LA apparently is quite a fractured society but yeah. he unites everyone in LA whether you're a Laker or a Clipper yeah like everyone has respect i mean look obviously because he's so competitive a lot of people like i've heard stories is like he was so good that people hated him but they still loved him yeah yeah, way, yeah 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 and it's just and and it's also great that he got to have the right farewell tour to to his career when he oh, still dude. played so oh, it's like dude. it's all positive sentiments so i think that like that helped a lot and and he and he bowed out gracefully yeah 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 he he's he, he's created himself with so much grace for someone who's that competitive i mean i think on the court he's like one of the biggest like i mean yeah. smack talkers like he'll yeah. talk smack with you. yeah like one of my favorite ones is when spike lee was saying um whenever he'd bump into kobe kobe would be like but but um 
but Spike, you do know that that the Knicks suck, right? <laughs> so like he'd always call him out on that and like that's just like some like some fun back and forth especially because like considering that it's been Spike Lee's like Mr. Nix yeah yeah there's so many great great little moments like that yeah. which is cool I think the favorite thing for me was just watching all the um, all the messages coming in from mm. all the um, all the videos or like everything that you know other NBA players were saying uh, analysts presenters um you know people like rachel nichols mm. tracy mcgrady especially was like heartbreaking just yeah. hearing him so that's like this week was i literally like pretty much cried every morning though because oh yeah like getting, getting ready for work i'd watch like all these tribute videos from mm. like um jerry west talking about you know how he drafted kobe mm. um tracy mcgrady talking about how competitive they were my favorite story is when tracy mcgrady said he was he was telling Kobe he was going to work out. Mm. And then Kobe was like, dude, this off season. Why are you working out? Just yeah. have a good time, chill. And then some point Tracy McGrady was like, nah, I'm going to the gym. And when he gets to the gym, Kobe's there. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like such a yep. such a typical Kobe story. Yep. Um Yeah, man, I think for me it's just exactly what you said, you know, like looking at all the lives that Kobe has touched. Mm. Um, I mean we grew up watching this dude and he's become an idol like forever and a day and one thing that's probably sticks out to to everyone like every time i speak to someone about kobe's death and him passing away it's that whole mama mentality yeah vibe you know and the fact that that was that was his thing yeah no it was it was incredible i mean i've like i read the book and that sort of like kind of was like the exclamation mark on it Mm. and just yeah i think um, you can't deny the effect that someone like Phil Jackson had on him, I think, as well. Yeah. Because I think he's sort of, like, there's a level of spirituality that Phil Jackson brings, like, used to bring, because I read yeah. his book as well. Yeah. And, he, and obviously, he's coached two of the greatest players, and then he spoke about, and then I think that sort of helped Kobe be able to, like, channel all of that stuff onto the onto the court, like, yeah. he, like he showed in his documentary. Yeah. When he's like, he just takes all of that stuff and he just lets it unleash yeah. on the court. Yeah. And I think like being able to channel all your energy into one thing and just take everything and just know that you're going to release it into one moment. Like that's like, yeah, I think that basically sums up the, the mentality. Yeah. So yeah, basically the, the idea behind today's podcast is to do 24 minutes in honor of Kobe. I think we might get a drive more or less. So, hmm. um, and then I think the final note for me before we've got like two minutes left is two minute warning. Yeah, two minute <laughs> warning is um, for me the most heartbreaking thing is um, for, will forever be Gigi. Like Kobe lived yeah. his life, he achieved his goals. I know he had new goals, obviously after retirement, but you could see there was something special about Gigi as well, and she was going to be like such an amazing basketball player, and she was gonna she was gonna be great. Like you could see it. Mm. And I think what was gonna be great was his dynasty was going to con- like his legacy would have been, let me rather say was going to continue through her yeah. and i think she as she grew and having her father with him and just what he meant to like her and the team i mean i know people were were criticizing him for how harsh he was on those girls yeah but i think he was teaching them valuable lessons and i think she probably could have gone on to do big things for the wnba because yeah. obviously the father was very supportive of the wnba as well so I think just that, and just also I think we 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 spoke about Kobe the basketball player, but also Kobe the father yeah. deserves a lot of credit as well. A lot, he a does, lot he deserves of a lot of like credit. The story you hear about Kobe as a dad, oh, yeah, just amazing. Um, yeah, man, there's. I feel like we could go on for another mm. forever, actually, just speaking about Kobe. But yeah, 
I think we've we just wanted to kind of pay tribute and pay our respects to to Kobe in the best way you know how I mean we've done it in other ways but this is this is pretty much what like what we wanted to do yeah. so Kobe Sugu won't say it but yeah rest in peace Kobe rest in peace um, Gigi um, rest in peace the the unfortunate family that happened to be with Kobe and Gianna in the in the helicopter. Yeah, for me, all, all I'm gonna say is Mamba out, but Mamba forever at the same time. Yeah, Mamba out, y'all. Peace later. The person that really got me um, to love the game of basketball was Kobe. Um, for the first time in my generation, I saw a dominant um, Lakers team that was led by young Kobe Bryant as well as Shaquille O'Neal. Um, my greatest highlights of Kobe, uh, my greatest memories of Kobe was back when he was still wearing the number 8 jersey. 24 was special as well, um, no doubt about that. But at 8, it was a fearless kid that was just, um, you know, had no caution to his game, jumped everywhere, dunked everywhere, didn't respect his elders and so forth. He was just wild and I was just in absolute awe. Of, of the player that he was when he changed the daily 24 he became more refined um he became jordan-esque um, in a way um and the one thing that i think all of us can take from what Kobe um basically left behind in terms of his legacy is his incredible work ethic um his self-belief his willingness um to always take responsibility of the team to be a leader not to shy away from it I've been playing ball for about 20 years now, since around the age of 10, and it fell upon me. I didn't know anything about it at the time. I joined because I just wanted to play another sport. I was bored at school. So that quickly developed into playing for the first team, high school basketball team. It quickly developed again into playing for the first team in university. And funny enough, I started playing with my peers last year and it felt like we had never stopped playing together. And that's one of the things we learned from Kobe is reading each other, understanding each other's language on the court. What he meant to me is the whole Mamba mentality. That more of an influence, he's had more of an influence in my life with Mamba mentality than he has with anything to do with basketball. I think this is because the, the word Mamba mentality or the, the term, it applies to any person in the world. You don't have to be a basketballer. You don't have to be a sportsman. To have Mamba mentality is when it's crunch time, your back's against the wall, you're under a lot of pressure and you find something deep within you to know that you've worked hard enough to keep going, to carry on, that you will get through. I think that is Mamba mentality for me. And that is the influence that he's had and will continue to have in my life. Kobe showed me that being loyal um, could probably um, make your life and you could make history, you know, just in a sense where he, he played for the Lakers his whole you know career since 96 to 2016 right and here's this guy being loyal to the franchise has achieved so much and 
and for me even just throughout his career with all the injuries he's had he's always trained hard and got him back into the game and has always kept up even towards the end of his career was still as fit as the young guys you know what i mean so for me he meant uh, i need to push myself a bit harder uh, and really um, play the young man sport you know what i mean and really uh, push the mamba mentality